Welcome to season five of Moments with Moni, also known as the Blogger Domestic Lady. Join your host Moni for practical tips from a biblical perspective, as she shares all things homemaking to help you cultivate beauty and light in your heart and home. A podcast for the young and young at heart to thrive in the blessed calling as a homemaker and to bring glory to God. Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. This is episode number 132. We are just a few weeks away from that, oh, that day when so many people get up in arms and have deep discussions, conversations, or even arguments about what to celebrate and what not to celebrate. It is October 31st, November 1st, somewhere around there. Reformation Day, All Hallows' Eve, Halloween, or All Saints' Day. What do you call it? What do you celebrate? Well, today, I think I'm just going to share my journey and maybe open up a conversation with you and your neighbor or your friends and your family and see what God lays on your heart to do or not to do. That is the question. But certainly, be led by His Spirit. I think I'll start my story back in the 1960s when I grew up in Southern California on the other side of the railroad tracks from Compton, where the riots happened. Seeing bars on the windows of the homes were commonplace then. I remember a burglar walking in the front door while we were in the backyard, but Mom was just walking back in with a bowl of wet dog food in her hand when she saw him. All of us children were right behind her and saw the funny picture before us. A short little crazy German woman threatening this tall, lanky, black young man with a a bowl of dog food as she yelled and screamed at him to get out of her house and to stay away from her children. The poor guy, he didn't know what hit him. He ran towards a side hall and tried to jump out the window, but there were bars on the window, so he ran back out past Mom saying, Okay, lady. Okay, lady, just calm down. I'm leaving. As he backed out the front door with fright all over his face. We were all cheering and applauding mom for keeping us safe. No one ever dared breaking into our house again. It was a tight-knit neighborhood and we all looked out for each other. But it could also be a scary place at times. No more scary place than at Halloween. The homes were all decorated for Halloween, and we were excited about going to collect candy. I always hoped for chocolate bars, but the quality control staff that took us through the neighborhood, namely Mom and Aunt Rosie, confiscated the best of the chocolate. The year after my dad died, I was 10 years old, and Mom dressed me up as a witch with a tall hat. I was already taller for my age, and with that hat, it made me look much older than I was. My siblings and I would break free from Mom and our aunt on the sidewalk and run up to the front door to ring the doorbell and recite something that my mom told us to say after the door opened. In unison, the four of us would loudly say, Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat, I'm hungry. Inevitably, the homeowner would laugh and give us lots of candy. 
But this year, they took one look at me and said, aren't you a bit old to be trick-or-treating? And I would get only one piece of candy. I was only 10 years old and now very hurt. One comment after another that night made me feel awful. You're so tall, aren't you too old for this? Trick-or-treating is just for kids. I took off my tall hat and still got the comments without it. Being too tall and too old to join in isn't fun. I skipped the next few houses until my aunt encouraged me to go to the next one. As the others ran to the door, I walked up the drive slowly and noticed a note on the front window. As I watched a family inside in their dining room, enjoying dinner together and laughing and having fun, I read the sign, because I was tall enough to see the sign. We are Christians, and we do not celebrate Halloween. There may have been more to the note, but that is all I remember. It was the first time that I was confronted with someone who didn't do the normal thing and pass out candy on Halloween. The first time I was confronted with a different idea for this particular holiday. I walked back and told my mom what the notes said and asked why they are like that. Mom was Lutheran, but she didn't know why they wouldn't pass out candy to the kids. There wasn't much chocolate to drown my sorrows in that night, since it was already confiscated. A little over a decade later, I was confronted with another point of view concerning Halloween from angry legalists who told us not to have anything to do with Halloween, as it is an evil night filled with ugly things that were described in detail meant to scare us off from the event. Throughout the years, we as a family have taken approaches, different approaches to Halloween, depending on how we believe God led us to handle it. Some years, we were sitting on the front porch, not in costume, getting to know our neighbors as they came by the house, and we gave their children candy. Several years in conjunction with our church, we would put on a walk through the Bible event, the kids and their parents would walk through each of the rooms decorated as one of the Bible stories until they reached the last room, where it was decorated like heaven, where I would explain to the children and the parents about the good news of the gospel and how the choices they make now will determine where they will spend eternity. As a young married couple, we took part in an acting out of the tribulation years here on earth a bit like the Left Behind series before it was written. Groups of people would go through at a time. The parking lot was set up behind a curtain. Once they entered, sirens and mass chaos with triage units and injured were everywhere as the group was given a guided tour of what was really coming in the future. Walks through the church hall with strobe lights and cracks of thunder as they walked over a swaying bridge to imitate an earthquake. Huge styrofoam balls wrapped in aluminum foil were dropped from the roof as they walked through the back alley on mattresses. As the guide continued to share with them that it was important for them to receive the mark, he warned them about dissenters that would try to deceive them and lie about the goodness of this mark. 
I played the part of the dissenter in the crowd who would comment to the people in the group about this kangaroo court that was killing off anyone who would not surrender to them and get the mark. I warned them. I warned them. The last room was set up as a courtroom where our pastor would play the part of a judge revealing to the group that he has word that there is an imposter in their group and if they didn't expose who it was, he would imprison them all. The pastor would tell them, my spies are everywhere and we know who it is. There was another plant in the group that was pretending to be my friend, who at this point exposed me as the one who would not take the mark. The judge then announced, Monica Hardy, step forth. You are hereby sentenced to death for not conforming to the good of the society and for refusing to receive the mark. Guards, take her out back and kill her. The guards took me by the arms and dragged me out of the room. As the judge continued to speak to the group in the courtroom of their wise loyalty to the cause and how they will be ones that will continue to be able to buy and sell and eat with the mark they receive on their hand or forehead. At this point, I was to let out a loud, blood-curdling scream. One of the guards would then run to the courtroom and let the judge know that the deed had been done. The judge then changed roles and shared the gospel with the group as the pastor of the church at the end of this haunted house, this tour on Halloween night. We put this play on for three years, and every year there, there was only one person who accepted the gospel and surrendered their life to Jesus that night. Year one, the person's name was Michael. Year two, the person's name was Michael. By year three, the folks at the entrance were asking if anyone there was named Michael. We began to be discouraged with rumors of no Michaels in attendance that evening. However, there was a late comer who had a date with destiny. There was a Michael in the last group of the night to come through, and he was the only one that third year that accepted Jesus as his Savior. There was cheering in the land from all who worked hard at setting up this huge event to share the gospel with so many. I look forward to seeing these men in heaven one day along with Jesus. Some of you who are listening may connect more with the years that we stayed in the basement and didn't answer the door. We turned the lights off and we had nothing to do with those evil things of darkness. I don't know. I don't know what you are going to choose to do, you and your household. But whatever it is, don't let others judge you on what you do. Check with Jesus. Check with the Father. Check with the Holy Spirit. Three in one. Let him tell you what you are to do as a household. For some are evangelists. Some are good listeners. We're all different. God made us different. Whatever you do, bring glory to him. That's part of my journey that has to do with this particular situation, this particular subject. I think I'll share more on it next week. That was just on Halloween this time. So I hope you get to join me next time. Until then, 
guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23 Thanks for listening to this episode of Moments with Moni. If you would like more information, I invite you to check out the show notes on the podcast or the blog at momentswithmoni.com. And please, share it with a friend 